Welcome in. Data Clock, Jim, and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozark Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. The most trusted name in automobiles. Denver Post reporting that the Broncos have interviewed Matt Patricia for their defensive coordinator job. Okay, so of those that have been interviewed, Vance Joseph, Rex Ryan, Chris Richard, Sean Desai, and now Matt Patricia, who do you want? be the Broncos next defensive coordinator. We've got some thoughts on that. Also last night's opening night of the Boys State Basketball Tournament for Delmonte. It's a wild win last night over Fairview to move on to the Sweet 16. Uh, you'll hear from Jake Aguirre coming up a little bit. Uh, Greg Winsel talked to him after the game last night. Maverick basketball teams, they uh, split last night. The women losing to Westminster last night. A uh, damaging loss for uh, Taylor Wagner and the Maverick women last night. As they go to Western tonight, and then uh, Maverick men getting the payback for having their 10-game winning streak snapped by Westminster. Mavericks dominating last night mm-hmm. over uh, the Griffins. Another huge game for Blaze 3, who just... I'm just waiting for Blaze to rip the shirt off. Yeah. I'm waiting to every after every game I look, and still no dice. And wasn't a... It was a certainly not a, a big scoring night for... Uh, Trevor Baskin last night, but boy, a couple of big dunks for Trevor last night. He threw it down a couple times last Friday night, Ooh. early on. Yeah, like a tomahawk jam last night. That Oh, hey, he's fun to watch. The Blaze Threats fun to watch. It's a deep basketball team that Mike DeGeorge has and uh, in position to perhaps get to host the RMAC tournament. Got to win tonight at Western, and then they have to hope that Fort Lewis stumbles this weekend when they host Colorado School of Mines coming up Friday and then Metro State on Saturday. This hour brought to you by Preston Lee at Country Financial. Believes in building relationships, supporting the community and serving others. Have a chat and let him help you protect the things that are important to you. Google him at Preston Lee Country Financial. All right, so uh, we'll have uh, the Piles' favorite game on a Thursday, which of course is always coming up in just a few minutes. We'll also have our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week. We'll have that for you later on this hour. I hesitate to answer the question you posed about two minutes ago because some people take it personally and they get their feelings hurt. But for content purposes for this show, I hope they hire Vance Joseph. (laughs) I know you do. Because the eyebrow-raised, clueless look around when Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert or whoever throws a long touchdown pass with the facial expression of, that's not the way we practiced it. Okay, guys, guys. What, what happened? Like, they're playing su- too? We had such a good week of practice. That look It's not will gonna be carry him. the show all year. It's not going to be him. So, But I, I know people sometimes get hurt about that. But for content purposes, Vance Joseph would be the best option. Maybe what about just slightly ahead a, of Sexy Rexy. What about a serious... Serious choice. Like you're a Bron- pretend you're a Broncos fan for two seconds, and you ro- say this is the Browns. Well, say then, this is your beloved Browns. Who would you oh, want? Okay. That's different. Than say this. Okay, I'm a Broncos. Say okay. We'll just go that way because I know you can't do the other. Pretend this is the Browns. I I would take Rex out of the three that have been interviewed. I would want Rex Ryan more than the other two. Way more than the other two. Well. It is, it is time. Okay, so give give us your thoughts today on it, because according to the Denver Post, they've talked to Matt Patricia. Text or call us, Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, 970-242-1340. It is time for Around the NFL. Oh. That's not okay. That's not the new fancy open. I thought that I, I added the new fancy open there. No, I can get it if you want. I did not. Can you can you go ahead and play? Because I thought I gra- I did not grab the right one. Uh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Thank you. The latest on the Broncos and the league. It's around the NFL on the Jim Davis Show. All right. Sounds great. Even though yes. the execution was terrible, terrible on my part. All right. So it is time to go around the NFL and, and the XFL too. Yes, we'll absolutely. Got to do that. We'll talk a little XFL here in just a moment. So the story I've been talking about this morning, Matt Patricia. Of the New England Patriots this past season. Worked on the offensive side of the football. Allegedly as their offensive coordinator, though. Bill Belichick doesn't have titles. And there was the story about Mac Jones and and Patricia not exactly being on the same page. And some uh, consternation. And a little dust up between them. Can't imagine why. 
But you can add Matt Patricia's name to the list of coaches interviewed by the Broncos to be their next defensive coordinator. Denver Post reports the former Detroit head coach and current New England assistant coaches interviewed the Broncos to be their next D.C. He worked with the Patriots offense this past season, but was New England's defensive coordinator from 2012 to 2017. During that time, the Pats defense was in the top 10 in points allowed and led the league in 2016 in that category. New Denver coach Sean Payton's also interviewed former Jets and Bills coach Rex Ryan, former Broncos head coach Vance Joseph, Seattle offensive assistant Sean Desai, current New Orleans assistant secondary coach Chris Richard. Richard was also Seattle's defensive coordinator when the Seahawks beat the Broncos in Super Bowl 48. And speaking of Vance Joseph, that he has interviewed with the Philadelphia Eagles. Remember, the Cardinals hired Jonathan Gannon, the Eagles defensive coordinator, to be their new head coach. The Joseph met with the Eagles remotely. This according to, well, he's branching out. Really? Broncos unofficial mouthpiece, Mike Kliss, reporting oh. that Joseph met with the Eagles remotely. Apparently, Vance didn't change his number. After being the head coach, apparently not. There Mike must, just shot him a text. Apparently, must be uh, must hey, be a relationship there. Geo track, <laughs> geo pinned to Philly. That uh, Nick Sirianni uh, talked with him, and also General Manager Howie Roseman and owner Jeffrey Lurie. Sirianni on Wednesday, Roseman and Lurie on Thursday. And according to Cliss, he still Joseph remains a candidate for the Broncos' defensive coordinator job. Let us not forget, as a head coach in Denver, they were 11-21 and 21 during his time there. 11-21. and 11-21. How'd we ever win eight? It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Now, he did have the Cardinals as a top 15 scoring defense back-to-back years prior to this year where they dropped to 31st. Just outside the top 15. Just a, just a small regression. Just outside the second 15 as well. <laughs> exactly. Also, th- there's big criticism of Sean Payton for how much time he's taking building his staff, which I find this laughable. Who gives a crap? As long as he has a staff before minicamp, OTAs, who cares how long he takes? See, and this is a change from years past. Even a change from earlier this year for a lot of Broncos fans because why are they taking so long? Why are they taking so long? Why are they taking so long? Sean Payton, take as much time as you need. As you when you get an experienced head coach, the tenor around his decision changes. Yeah. It's like, well, fire the coach earlier so you have a jump start on head coaches. Two weeks left of the season, that's not much. Why are they waiting so long? Or are they gonna announce somebody? Why are they waiting? Oh, they hired Sean Payton? Take as much time as you need. <laughs> So some of there's a lot of that going on, right? It's with the oh, you know, why were we in a rush to hire assistants? Because was the that okay, was that was that directed to me? Because I don't know if I was not necessarily totally, no. that. I was kind of like, okay, it's taking a while here, but all right, I'd rather. Have but him, you're not. I'd rather have him get it right. That was my thing about the head coaching position yeah. was, don't care how long it takes, get it right. You you, you can't screw it up this time. You didn't do the hurry up and hire assistants with the handle hack it either, as far as I remember. So, no, no. So it's it, not really you. But there, I've seen, a, I saw some of that, and I remember some of that from years past. It's like, man, they're taking a while to assemble staffs. Now, the combine is coming up sooner rather than later, so they might want to kind of, you know, get a move on <laughs> with some of these assistants, give it, get them in place before they, you know, kick the tires on any potential rookie additions. So, Eric Goodman, who works on... It has in the past, Mile High Sports Radio, former a TV uh, talking head as well over in Denver. He put out this tweet. The story broke about Sean Payton becoming the Broncos head coach 24 days ago. Right now, he has six coaches on his staff, including himself, and he has 12 more to fill, including everyone on defense. Please don't sell me a pile of garbage. He's taking his time. This is embarrassing. Payton responded, oh, you got Sean Payton's attention. 16 with five to go. We'll fill you in when we're ready. Responding, he has actually 16 coaching vacancies filled on his staff and only five remaining openings. They're just higher up which, the Which is different than pole. Goodman's comment of only having six coaches, including Peyton himself, on the staff. And and so what he's saying is, we've got guys. Mm-hmm. We just haven't told you yet. So, in and first of all, now when people crack on me for saying that 
you know, Broncos fans have this weird expectation that doesn't meet reality. I give you Eric Goodman, right? They need to have coaches now, and we need to know who they are. We deserve this. No, not really. No. Sean Payton's going through his process, and if he doesn't want to announce it right now, he doesn't have to. Tell you when he's damn good and ready. Exactly. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with any coach doing that. And also, Eric Goodman's probably like head coach, the three coordinator positions, and maybe a top-tier assistant as his six coaches, right? There's all these vacancies. Well, yeah, the two coordinator vacancies, essentially, and some of the other assistants. But everybody else is in Offensive place. Offensive line, he's coaches, hired. He's hired offensive line. He's hired a tight ends coach. Yeah. yeah, so I don't – like, so once again, I don't care how long he takes. Right. And, 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 and once again, if he, and he doesn't have to tell us. He's not required to tell anybody. Some guys – just had their season finished yeah. two weeks ago. Maybe he wants to talk to some of those guys. Sorry, Eric Goodman, that your season's been over for two months now. But some of the other guys that are successful and maybe looking for lateral look, moves. And we've just had ended. Eric Goodman on the program before years ago. He's, he's a nice enough guy, but it's like, Eric, chill out, dude. It's, yeah, it's going like, to be damn, okay. Dude. It's going to be all right. But that's what that's what raises the eyebrows with football fans in general. This is embarrassing. That he's how is it? Imba- I mean, my thing is like he's not hired em- a full complement of assistant coaches by the end of February. How is that embarrassing? Like, explain to me how it because embarrassing denotes like man, I don't want to wear, I don't want to wear my Broncos hat today. Why not? Because Sean Payton's not filled out his <laughs> coaching staff. Yeah, that's that's so stupid. That's I, how I, stupid that sounds. This is embarrassing. Stop stop with this. Remain calm. All is well. All is well. No, things are fine. Things are well. Things are good. Things will be fine. You don't have to be the overreaction that I'm screaming that all is well. Because we, I I tend to believe in Sean Payton. I believe that things are, are going just fine. This is an embarrassment to the franchise. What is? He's got five coaching vacancies. When I say I don't right, do Kevin on. Gate, Kevin Bacon, my thing is all is well. Things are good. Yeah. Not there's. I'm not not trying to. Yours isn't the you know, Kevin Bacon a, screaming, squeeching, screaking. Things, all is well. Yours is like, chill out. For chill a out, dude. It'll you know, be Eric Goodman. It'll be fine. Broncos fans, Broncos country. It'll right. be fine. And I know sports type people, especially those who uh, have to gain earballs and clicks. For their paychecks. You've got to stir stuff up. You've got to do the, this is an embarrassment. Which we don't subscribe also, to that here. You and I don't subscribe to that. We don't to subscribe that to that because we say a lot of things that make us sound stupid on accident. He said that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to intentionally make ourselves exactly sound dumber than we actually are. I have no problems doing that naturally. I don't need to create that. All right. It's going to be fine. Sean Payton is putting his staff together all as well. Trust me, Broncos country. Trust me, pile. All as well. All right, it's move embarrassing, on. but all is well. I don't get the embarrassing. How is it embarrassing? kind of what I want to know. Stop it. How is it embarrassing, Eric Goodman? How is it embarrassing? If it was a day before OTAs, mm-hmm. Okay, then it's it's kind of it's more ridiculous. I think it's embarrassing. Right? Why haven't you told you know everybody what who you're, who's on your staff? Why haven't you released exactly. who, who's on your staff? That's ridiculous and that's unnecessary. And that's being it's shameful. No, it's not. You know what's embarrassing and sh- trading for Deshaun Watson? That's <laughs> embarrassing as a fan of a team who did that. Exactly. Having a five win season is embarrassing. I would be more embarrassed. That you need all the coaches having having rather fans, than you have not announced them yet. Needing fans to count down the play clock is embarrassing. This is not embarrassing. We move on from the criticism of Sean Payton not letting us know who he's hired yet to Rogers. This got double check because like Punxsutawney Phil, Aaron Rodgers pop back up again. His head is pumped. Poked out of the little hole that he's been in. He has concluded his darkness retreat. And he's hesitating 0% to tell people about it. Oh, 
that uh, according to Pro Football Talk, that uh, Rodgers is trying to decide whether to return to the Packers, seek a trade elsewhere, or retire. And the decision-making process seems to be tied to his darkness retreat. It's progressing, according to Scott Berman, who owns the Sky Cave Retreats. He told ESPN, like back in the day when Elvis left the building, Rodgers has left the cave. Although Rodgers had previously said he planned to spend four days and four nights at the facility, he reportedly arrived on Monday and left on Wednesday. He spent his retreat in a 300-square-foot room that has no natural light and is designed to be silent. He had a bed, a meditation mat, and a bathroom, and food was brought to him. Well, that must be nice. I'm just curious, how much you pay in for this? Because we're missing out on something here. We're missing out on a golden opportunity. For, for, definitely... for, for, new, for new AGs like, like Rogers likes to dabble in, yeah. we're missing out on making some money here. We get get a shipping container, yeah. stick a bed in there. Right. Don't need any light. No. Stick a bed, a little slot for food. We don't, need, we don't even really need a cave. We just need those shipping containers. Yeah. That's it. Get a Maersk darkness retreat going. You know? Or an Evergreen, whatever that ship was in the Suez way back. Feels like 10 years ago. But it wasn't that long ago. You know? Right. Get one of those. Get a couple shipping. Stack them on top. Create a darkness retreat lodge. You know? I think you're onto something. I think we should. We, there, we need to develop a little side hustle. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. Back to the Broncos for a moment. On Around the NFL as it continues on the Jim Davis Show. Kerry Colbert, once upon a time, played for the Broncos. I barely remember that, but apparently he did. And according to multiple reports... He's one of the hires for Sean Payton. He'll be the Broncos' next wide receivers coach. It's his first coaching job at the NFL level. Coached the wide receivers of Florida this past season. He was at his alma mater, USC, from 2016 to 2021. Spent two years working as an analyst at Alabama before heading back to the Trojans. Should uh, tweet that out and tag that Goodman character. Here's another Uh, hire. There you go. Colbert, a 2004 second-round pick by the Panthers, caught 109 passes in four seasons, went to the Broncos as a free agent. Then Denver traded him to the Seahawks after he played just two games and wanted to play for the Seahawks and Chiefs before ending his career in 2011. Two games Mm -hmm. as a Broncos wide receiver. Also, we had the XFL making its debut last weekend. Are you curious, how did this version of the XFL compare with the last one with with 2.0 as far as like as far as ratings ratings i think i saw this yesterday i think they were a little down but pretty much even an average of 1.19 million viewers watched the xfl this last weekend yeah the least watched game was the Saturday night game with Houston beating Orlando 33-12. to The numbers were down from the reboot, which in each of the four games during the league's first weekend averaged 2.5 million. Oh, so they were down half. And down about half. And so the numbers, when, when they had the 2020 edition, averaged 3.3 million viewers for their inaugural game between D.C. and Seattle on ABC. And then the second game that night was the LA Wildcats and Houston Roughnecks, 3.29 million viewers. And the two Sunday XFL games for 2020 averaged 3.39 million on Fox, 2.5 million on ESPN. And then the league shut down after that. And so comparing to other compared to other spring leagues in the past, like the Alliance of American Football, that uh, that was on CBS, by the way, and I believe Fox as well. Um, trying to see what the numbers were for the Alliance. The Alliance averaged 3.25 million viewers on CBS for its opening game. And they shut down eight weeks later because they ran out of money. Because they were, NFL, come in and bail us out, save us. And the Please NFL help. said, no. no. Then there's the United States football reboot in April of 2022, which had a simulcast primetime game on Fox, which, full disclosure, owns the league and NBC. 
3.06 uh, million viewers for that. That debut telecast between the Generals and the Stallions broke down last year as 1.75 million viewers for Fox and 1.31 million viewers for NBC. Other sports viewership. Last weekend, you had NBA All-Star Game that it went up against on TNT, TBS. It drew 4.5 million viewers, which was a record low for the NBA All-Star Game. Daytona 500, 8.17 million viewers. The final round of the PGA's Genesis Open, which had Tiger Woods playing in his first uh, non-major since October 2020, drew 3.42 million viewers on CBS, up 2.61 million from last year. Tiger still has a big impact on viewership. Yeah. So <laughs> it sounds about sounds, sounds like that's the case. Sorry. So the, the numbers are down. They're yeah. down from what they were in the past. There's not not the excitement, the energy that was there initially for the 2.0 version of the XFL. We'll see if they can bounce back starting well <laughs> with tonight. There's Thursday night XFL, folks. The the St. Louis Battlehawks at the Seattle Sea Dragons. Is this on FX tonight? And that's a seven o'clock kick our time. Didn't didn't the other XFL play a little later in the spring, or did they they started late February March? Right. They started in February. I think it was a little later into the month. Is it now market saturation? Because you had the USFL, then the NFL, college football. And then jump right back into the XFL. You think they should have maybe waited a week? But I don't know. We were also touting how excited we were that hey, football's back. It's only but a week, us. and I mean, yeah, I, I, you're just talking about in general. In general, could be, could they be too much. Should have waited a week, to give everybody a breath, especially with you know second and a half tier football six days after the Super Bowl, after the pinnacle. But yeah, and you're waiting for the real football to come in April, though. Yes, the real football to come in April. Having to deal with that, I just maybe there's. If it's too much, too, too much fast, too back soon. To back to back to Quote back. airborne. Yeah. Too much, too fast, too soon. Maybe. That's a that's a possibility where you and I are thrilled and love it and we're geeked about it. We'll watch it anyway. Exactly. To an extent, but the general fan is maybe like, man, more football. Really? Just watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, I need some you time. Just had everybody over at the house for the Super Bowl. I know. I gotta have. I give a little time here. Maybe that is for some people, the case. Maybe not for you and me, but for others. Yeah. Let's see, Jared Frazier. I read an article yesterday that had Anthony Richardson rated the number one quarterback in the draft. Okay. Was did Spurrier <laughs> write that? Yeah. Who who wrote that? Who? I'm just curious who wrote that. That's, yeah. Ridiculous. That's really dumb. Not on what uh, he delivered this past season. Nope. Bronco Sarge sent us the the story, the the Goodman story, which we we talked about. It's been about seven minutes. (laughs) But thank you. He sent it. Wow. He did send it, though. Did he, though? I saw it. I saw it just popped. He he sent it before we started talking about it. So thank you, Bronco Sarge. Always always looking for content. Always good. We appreciate that. All right. Uh, texture calls 970-242-1340. It's time to play the Piles' favorite game on a Thursday, which is... Yes, up for grabs today. We call it the huge around here. A case of delicious New Belgium, courtesy of our friends at High Country Beverage. First correct answer on the Chick-fil-A text line 970-242-1340. Colorado Rockies open the season on the road this year. First time they've done so since 2020. The leadoff hitter that day, David Dahl, probably won't be the leadoff hitter this year. Probably not. And I am the last Rockies player to hit leadoff in back-to-back opening days on the road. Who is it? All right, first correct answer. When's the case New Belgium beer from High Country Beverage once again? Must be 21 or older. If you've won the last two weeks, please don't play the game. Oh, yeah, I forgot that part. Text in now to the Chick-fil-A breakfast team. Phone line 970-242-1340. Uh, Jared says he thinks that he saw that at the uh, On3 website where they had Anthony Richardson 
rated as the top quarterback in the draft. Okay, what what are they what are they doing over there on three? Bloggish. It's a good looking website. We're on it, but it's yeah, it looks very bloggish. I agree. I just don't see how that is the case. It's onto it should be hut 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 dot com. <laughs> right? Hut, hut, hike. That's maybe, on three, isn't it? <laughs> I was just I was letting that soak in. It's like hut hut hut. It's pretty good. I like that. All right. We maybe should have the we should have the hut 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 pregame show. Yes. Next year for high school football. That'd be great. All right, 826. Please send your answer in now to the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line, 970-242-1340. I've not heard hot, hot, hot in a very, very long time. Because nobody uses it anymore. Nobody uses hot, hot, hot Omaha. <laughs> or it's Kansas City barbecue sauce. Yes. Or it's just some Left random. Piece, KC. <laughs> shrimp cocktail. <laughs> Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. Rachel loved that show as a kid, by the way. Uh, yeah, just Powerpuff always... Iron Man. <laughs> Thanos. Hut. Hut. So not even that. It's like, yeah. Hit. It's hit. Hit. That's true. Hit, hit. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more. Dexter call us today. 970-242-1340. All the uh, defensive coordinator candidates. Now Matt Patricia, along with Rex Ryan, uh, Chris Richard, John Desai, and Vance Joseph, Yay. leaving the best for last pile. Who would you like to see be the Broncos' next defensive coordinator? Also, this Eric Goodman thing about it's embarrassing how long it's taking Sean Payton to tell us who's on his staff. Do you agree with that? I'm just curious. I, I, does anybody agree with that? Do you do you care how long that it's taking him, or that he has his guys like Sean Payton said? He's just not telling you yet who they all are. We'll take a break and come back with more on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Touchdown every morning. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, 830. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Thank you, little Queens right there. Yeah, you got Jet City Woman. I know a lot of people love well the, the like Queensryche, mm-hmm. and they've had their falling out with Jeff Tate leaving and everything. And I know way too much about Queensryche than more than I should probably. That um, a lot of people love Operation Mindcrime, which is kind of like their um, their rock opera, if you will. Yeah, kind of like a sci-fi rock opera. It's it's a it's not very good. I don't think it was to me Empire, which that song is off of Jet City mm-hmm. Woman. They're from Seattle, and of course. Boeing and everything in Seattle that um, I always thought that was a great album. The yeah. Empire album is a great album. If you're trying to induce yourself to some late 80s, early 90s hard rock metal, Empire from Queensryche is a good album to uh, to kind of as a as your introductory into anything from Queensryche. Pretty much it is the best album mm-hmm. that they put out, period. Rainy Day Without You is a really good song. It's they, they, it's like they took their best stuff, and it's all on the Empire album. Yeah, and I, this might be a, a little bit of a hot take, and we're kind of getting way off in the ditch here. But okay, I'll pull I us think back. the best thing to happen with Jeff Tate is the fact he got older and huskier. Because younger Jeff Tate had way too small a neck to go completely bald with the little <laughs> goatee. He looked like a bad version of Mr. Mackey from South Park. <laughs> Okay, kids. Okay. Okay, we're going to... Operation Minecraft. Okay. Okay, we're going to play some of our favorites, okay? But, like, it just looks ridiculous. And then, now that he's, you know, put on a little bit, neck's kind of thickened up a little. Put on a lot. Let's... He's no Vince Neal, though. Oh, no, no. skinny Vince Vince, Neal. Vince looks like he ate two skinny Vince Neals. Before lunch. Yeah. I mean, it's... He's looking a lot better. He looks healthier. Let's put it that way. Yeah, he's uh, Jeff Tate's a he's a robust, yeah, healthy looking chunky, as opposed to Vince Neal, which just looks like number one. Wear he ate cl- Vince Neal. Wear, wear clothes that fit you. Yeah. Okay. I I I get it. You're a rock star, Vince. Mm. But um, you 
Schmedium doesn't even fit you, dude. No, not really. Stop it. He's he's the two XL. And these are guy coming now. from two gentlemen here yeah. that are. I'm a four XL guy, so I know what it's like. We're a, we're of largest yeah. size. Vince can still wear the medium vest. He just can't <laughs> button it. Does it come anywhere close no. to being able to button? I it. love Jeff Tate though. He took the name of one of their most famous songs and created a new band off of it. Operation Mindcrime. <laughs> like, Taking chicken poop and making yeah. chicken salad out of it. And there then it's like, we're known more for than just Operation Mindcrime. No, you're not. No, you're, actually. Actually, pretty much the, the, Empire, the Empire album. That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. now you're if you yeah, if you're known for more than that, why'd you call your band that then? Exactly. Why'd you call it Jet City? Why did you call or it something Operation like Mindcrime 2? Which nobody <laughs> Or Junior. About. Yeah, Junior. <laughs> OMC2. All right. Um, Jared had that that email in, or the, the text in, I should say, about uh, having uh-huh. Anthony Richardson as the top quarterback, and he referenced the website uh, on three. Hike.com. Hike.com. They do have something in here that I'll... I because I've read it in other places, so there is some legitimate. There's some, there's some legi- truth to it. There's some truth to it, and I haven't delved into the whole thing. But it's talking about something we talked with Mark Johnson about a little while ago, mm-hmm. and that's the the Pac-12 media rights situation, where yeah. you know there's the the talk with Apple, and that started way back when Larry Scott was the the commissioner of the Pac-12 before mm-hmm. he totally ran it into the ground, and, and bailed, uh, and then and then bailed. And here's the, here's the, the the problem. If it's Apple and it's all streaming, and there's also been talk that Amazon is interested to continue to build their sports portfolio sure. to go on with Thursday night football, that you still need over the air telecasts. You still need that live sports. It's it's what right now drives a lot of networks. It's, it's the only thing really keeping cable afloat. To be honest, right. And so you'd think that somebody like ESPN, even though they're, they're getting the SEC, that ESPN would still want, you know, they've got the deal with, with the Big 12, that they would want to get involved with the Pac-12. Here's the problem with that for ESPN right now. They just laid off 7,000 employees. They're cutting $5.5 billion in costs. So... Is that they, a lot? That's, that's a lot. Last time I checked, that's a lot of money. You said billion with a B, right? Billion with a B. Billion with a B. And so the money they've now spent on on the SEC, you really think that they're going to send a big chunk of cash the Pac-12's way? When they didn't try to re-sign the Big Ten? Yeah. Which yeah. Is- which, By which is, some metrics, twice as good and twice as va- twice as valuable a property, more importantly than the Pac-12. Yeah, and so why do you think that ESPN is going to come calling? Since the Big Ten is getting the Pac-12's really only two national teams, and they still didn't make an offer for it. They still didn't want in on it. And you're run, you're going to run out of interested parties here because Fox has their commitment. To the, the the Big Twelve and the Big Ten, and you know, and, and so they've you know, and obviously the, the the Big Ten network, they're committed there. ESPN has their commitments now. CBS has their mm-hmm. their commitments now to the Big Ten. NBC has got Big Ten and Notre Dame. They're and not it, really going to be in the market for anything else. And NBC's one that seemed like at one point would be the natural target for the Pac-12, but the NBC's kind of said we're. Plate's full here, folks. We're good. We don't we don't need you. NBC doesn't want a 9.30, 10.30 Eastern kickoff on Saturday. Not with Saturday Night Live. They don't want to do that. And so now you're in a situation if you're if you're the Pac twelve, do you go all streaming? How's that gonna work? Because we have people that lose their minds over Amazon having Thursday night football and they don't want to pay to watch it on Amazon. They so, will fail if they go to a full streaming model. It's a horrible, horrible idea. Unless they add it to, like, unless it goes to Sling or Fubo or YouTube. If it's standalone and people have to buy something that... They're screwed. They are, don't already have... Apple. Apple eh, is, maybe. Yeah, maybe Apple. 
But like everybody said, we'll just put it on Netflix. Netflix isn't going into live sports, or else they would have already. Yeah, they've they've dipped their toe. They've had some documentary stuff they yeah. produce and content they own. Their yeah, VP of events or whatever said they're not into renting properties right. anymore. They will. They'll certainly you know, series like the Formula One series, things like that. Yeah, the the Jordan series, you bet. But live sports, they don't want to get involved. Apple, who's getting more and more involved, Major League Soccer, their package is going to be on there. Major League Baseball, as we talked about the other day, but it can't be just streaming. It's got to be some. It's got to be over the air TV, cable, you know, major network. They have to have a linear footprint somewhere. Absolutely. If they don't have a linear footprint, they're screwed. All right, we'll have our uh, Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week coming up in a few minutes. Colorado Mesa basketball last night. Uh, both Maverick basketball teams hosting Westminster. And for the Maverick women last night, Olivia Reed had 13, but it was not a good night for the Maverick women. They lost 62-49 to last night, where uh, Taylor Wagner was not particularly happy with how his team played on the defensive end from his starters. Bench came in, gave him a good effort. Josie Stedman hit a three when uh, the, the, the backups came in along with uh, Leah Redding and others, that uh, and Lauren Didi, that uh, kind of helped him to claw back into the game in the first half. But they never could quite recover last night, losing 62-49. to They're still in the top eight, number seven team right now in the RMAC tournament. But they have to go to Western tonight. And it's their final game of the regular season. Here's uh, Dave Yonke talking with Taylor Wagner after last night's game. Taylor Wagner with me, Coach. Your girls fall 62-49 to Westminster. Your, your starters flat out did not play to your expectations tonight, but that second group that came in gave you a lot of energy. Yeah, they played hard, and I, I was happy for them. They came in. They did exactly what we wanted to do, and that's compete. And, you know, it's too bad we didn't show up in that first quarter because we got in a, in a little hole that we just couldn't get out of. You know, and out of your starters, Olivia Reed was probably the only one that really uh, contributed to, to the you know effort tonight. Just talk about her performance a little bit. Yeah, I thought she did a good job on the offensive end. You know, that first group defensively, nobody showed up, and that was the big difference. You know, we had no idea how we were guarding the ball screen stuff, and we talked about it. We were just a step slow, it seemed like, on every play. And then looking ahead to tomorrow night, you quick turnaround and go back on the go on the road up to Gunnison. What do you got to do better tomorrow night that you didn't do tonight? Well, I've been telling everybody that's asked me, with this team, it's going to come down to the last game and the last play. And it's doing that right now. It's doing it right now. And, uh, you know, the last time we played and we lost uh, with .2 seconds left, we lost. So hopefully we learned something and go down there and put up a fight. Thanks for your time, Coach. Jim, back up to you. All right. So that's Dave Yonke with Taylor Wagner. The Maverick women lose last night. The Maverick men get their payback against Westminster. The Griffins snap the uh, Mavericks' 10-game winning streak when CMU lost at uh, – at uh, Westminster in Salt Lake City last night, uh, the Mavericks uh, dominating the Griffins, 92 to 68. Blaze three had 24 points last night. Owen Kuntz had a really good game, 15 points and three three pointers last night. And so uh, after the game, Paxton Ritchie talked with Mavericks coach Mike DeGeorge. All right, we're here with head coach Mike DeGeorge. Coach, 92 points for you guys, season high in an RMAC game. Seemed like the plan was to go to the perimeter early and often, and it seemed like it worked. Well, you know, they really protect the paint, and they're one of the best defensive teams in the league. So, you know, that was a real testament tonight to be able to put that kind of points up. But they also force you to make threes, and so that was part of our plan was they're going to be giving us threes. We've got to be ready to knock down open shots. And particularly in that second half, we got going. It seemed like you guys did a good job on uh, Trey number 21 defensively, too. I think Mac had four blocks on just him. Um, what was the game plan to slow him down? Well, the game plan was to put Mac on him, and so he stayed out of enough foul trouble to really be disruptive. And over there, we we probably got a little too complicated. It's pretty simple, put Mac on their best player. And we didn't do that over there, and that was a mistake. So we're not the brightest group, but at least we figured it out for tonight. And then, uh, especially in the second half, when you were emptying the bench and getting guys going, how good did this win feel against a team that beat you last time? Yeah, no, it's great. This group's had a great year. Their improvement's been remarkable. And we got another big one tomorrow. Western will play 
absolutely their tails off and they'll take a great effort so it's good we got to get guys out a little early but it's gonna be a big challenge tomorrow but just the overall enthusiasm I felt like last weekend we were coming from uh, Ilmes and we just had our spirit back tonight so we got to carry that through tomorrow awesome appreciate the time coach we'll send it back up top Paxton Ritchie with Mike DeGeorge, both Maverick basketball teams on the team. CMU Sports Network tonight when they play a Western women's pregame at 5.15. They tip it at 5.30, the men at 7.30 tonight. Coming up, our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week. But right now, it's time for... We're into four-down territory on the Jim Davis Show on the team. All right, first down last night, Alabama playing at South Carolina. And we talked about... Brandon Miller, who allegedly provided the gun to Darius Miles in the shooting of a young woman. Last night, uh, Gamecock fans, they chanted, lock him up last night during that game with the Crimson Tide. Moving on to second down. According to reports, according to the Rich Eisen Show, Tom Pellicero of NFL Network says the Green Bay Packers would welcome Aaron Rodgers back into the fold as long as he's fully bought into the 2023 season. If he wants to return to Green Bay and he's as long as he's fully fully bought in, the Packers want him back. Asked about a report claiming the organization's disgusted with Rodgers. Pelissero could not confirm that, but he did suggest the Packers were a bit frustrated at being put through the drama of another decision for this offseason. Don't blame him. I get tired of it too. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, third down, more... Anthony Richardson talk. It's not just hike.com. Chris Trapasso of CBS Sports thinks the Colts are going to trade into the number one spot to take Anthony Richardson. I think that's even more ridiculous, but with Jim Irsay, you never really know. never know. Uh, More college basketball fandom, and I have to kill the music because I won't be able to do it as much justice as Reese Davis did last night. The U at Vatek. Tournament for sure. Now they have some vulnerabilities. Now we got to get this here. After Jordan Miller missed that free throw, the crowd's going nuts. Here's why: if he misses the second one, everybody in this house gets free bacon. What? Bacon for everybody. Bippity boppity bacon. Sizzled up in the frying pan. <laughs> Everybody at Virginia Tech gets bacon if a player misses back-to-back free throws. It's fantastic. I love it. I love it, too. All it's right. like minor league baseball. And that, yeah, it's what a great promotion. It's yeah. cool. 845, our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week. Slated to join us next on The Jim Davis Show. Who do I listen to? The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader. Whoever suggested that has got to be smoking crack and plenty of it. The team. It's the Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week on the team. And the Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week brought to you by Scotty's Complete Car Care Center at 437 Pickin Avenue. Call them today, 970-245-0101. And they can take care of a variety of things like alignment, tires. They do fleet service as well. Motorhome repair, gas and diesel performance, also diagnostics, air conditioning, trailer hitches, brakes, and more. And diesel repair. So call them today. Scotty's Complete Car Care Center, 970-245-0101. We're hoping to have our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center prep athlete with us. Maybe we'll be checking in before we wrap this hour up. But Austin Reed of the Fruita Monument uh, boys basketball team hitting the game-winning shot last night. Reed had 10 points as the Wildcats knock off Fairview. Uh, They get the one-point victory last night to move on to the 6A Sweet 16. So uh, Austin Reed, the junior, is our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week, averaging nine points per game this season and uh, about almost two and a half rebounds per contest, uh, an assist, almost an assist a half per game as well. He's also a really good player on the defensive end for uh, Jake Aguirre and the Wildcats. So uh, Austin Reed of the Fruit of Monument Wildcats is our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week with the big performance last night, hitting the game-winning shot to knock off Fairview for the Wildcats to move on to the Sweet 16 of the 6A State Basketball Tournament. Congratulations to Austin Reed and the Wildcats. You'll hear from Jake Aguirre coming up 
next hour, along with John Sedanich. As Fruta gets a win last night, Central cannot hold a 13-point fourth-quarter lead. Uh, they fall last night, losing to Palmer. Montrose boys, they lost to Harrison last night. The Delta boys, they fell on the road at Kent, Denver last night. All right, text or call the show, 970-242-1340. Jim along with the Buckeye boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Of the candidates the Broncos have interviewed for the head coaching, or for the, I should say, for the defensive coordinator job, who would you like to see get hired? Matt Patricia? Vance Joseph? <laughs> no. Perhaps Rex Ryan? Chris Richard? So give us your thoughts on that today. Text or call us 970-242-1340. Do you want to hit the open again and just uh, we'll hit the reset button yeah, here? Yeah, let's do it. It's the Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week on the team. And with us right now from the Fruto Moment Wildcats, our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week. It's Austin Reed. Austin, appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on in short notice this morning. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Well, congratulations on being our Athlete of the Week, and a lot of it, of course, is on what you did last night. And that game against Fairview, you hit the game-winning shot to get the Wildcats the Sweet 16. Take us through that final shot, the shot that helped you guys advance. All right, so we call a timeout with like 11 seconds left. We draw up a play for Daniel initially, but we couldn't get the ball to him since they were playing really good defense. And then somehow the ball ended up in my hands, and someone sent me a screen, I believe, and the lane was wide open, and I just took it. I know the coach Aguirre said that, like like you were saying, it wasn't really drawn up for you. It was drawn up for Daniel Thomason, and he gave you guys a lot of credit for adapting and improvising and overcoming to, to, to come up with a way to, to, to cash in on that game-winning shot, that opportunity to move on to the Sweet 16. Yeah. yeah. Austin Reed joining us today. So what was, what was the emotion like for you after you hit that shot, knowing that you guys were moving on to the next round? I was really just in shock because I've never made a shot like that before in my life, and it was just such a good feeling for us and the team. I know throughout the course of the season – the, the Daniel Thomason's got a lot of the accolades, and deservedly so. Daniel's had a, a sensational season for the Wildcats, leading scorer, leading rebounder. But guys like Max Orchard, Max actually led the way last night with 17 points. He's played really well this season. And then you on the other end, you, I mean, you've probably been known for what you've, more for what you've done defensively at times against some of the really good scores from other teams. But last night, 10 points, and you've been you know, you know nine points per game this season. Right there is among the top scores for the Wildcats this season. It had to be nice last night to obviously once again to to contribute offensively, to contribute offensively and get that game winning shot. But the defensive end has really been where you've had a lot of success this season for for the Wildcats. Yeah, we just try to limit other people's top scores so they can't have a crazy game on us. And those guys that we were playing yesterday are really good ball handlers and shooters, and they made it really difficult for us to get out on them. Because if you get out on them too far, they'll just go right past you to the hoop. So they made it really tough for us. He's our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week, junior basketball player for Fruit of Monument, Austin Reed with us. And Austin, as far as your basketball uh, career, how it's gone, uh, who's played a big role in that? Uh, your, your, your parents, uh, coaches maybe at the youth level, who's played a big role in your development as a basketball player? I would definitely say my parents and Coach Higuera, but mainly my dad because he helps coach the freshmen, and he lets me get in the gym and get some shots up in the morning with the team. And it just helps me prepare for our opponents. Is there a player that maybe you watch in the NBA, college basketball, maybe an all-time favorite player that you, you kind of try to emulate when you're out there, maybe doing a little shooting in the morning at Fruit of Monument? Yeah, I, I can't really emulate this guy, but my favorite player is Kyrie Irving. Because he's not the biggest, tallest, or fastest, but he always finds a way to get his shot off and get to the hoop. So I take it, are you now a Dallas Mavericks fan, or just wherever Kyrie goes? You're yeah, Kyrie. wherever Kyrie goes. All right, very good. And but but you don't bind the flat Earth thing, do you? No, I don't. Mind okay, it. you love the game, but maybe not some of the uh, scientific uh, theories that, that Kyrie Irving has. Well, just keep it on the court, Kyrie, and, and and you'll be fine. We're talking with Austin Reed of the Fruit of Monument Boys basketball team. Hit the game-winning shot last night to get the Wildcats to the uh, the Sweet 16 of the 6A tournament. So when when you look at your teammates, who's the guy that keeps things loose for this basketball team when when maybe things maybe it's bad practice and got to shake things off a little bit. There's a bad stretch for this basketball team, maybe on the road, keeping things loose. 
Are there is there a guy or two, Austin, that that keeps the mood light for this team? Yeah, I would say Ian Summers definitely does. He's always in a playful mood when things are going really good or when things are going bad. He always finds a way to cheer us up and get us moving. And I'd have to think that you know, there's a lot of intense guys in your team, guys that, that play tough. You're you're one of those guys. But I think Jet Wells. Jet Wells is a freshman. Has that look about him that he, he's a guy that plays almost like he's a junior or senior. Yeah, he's really good. He stepped up big for us in multiple games this year. And he's helped us come out on top of a lot of wins. And I'm thankful that we have him. We're talking with Austin Reed of the Fruit of Monument Wildcats boys basketball team. And I think, Austin, when you look at uh, the Wildcats being the only 6A team on this side of the hill, don't get a lot of respect from the front range. Hopefully that win last night against Fairview kind of changes that uh, perception a little bit. Yeah, I hope it does. It's tough getting like harder games for us because we are on the western side of things. But... Hopefully that that shows the other 6A teams that we can play with the best of the best. All right, one final thing for you. This is off the court. Your favorite class or teacher that you have right now? I would definitely say my U.S. history class, Miss Crabtree. She's a really cool lady and knows how to get me to get my work done. All right, very good. Hey, Austin, congratulations on the big moment last night. Best of luck to you and the Wildcats moving forward. Uh, no matter who you face, Rocky Mountain or uh, Smoky Hill coming up. We appreciate the time this morning. Thanks for jumping on with us. Thank you guys for having me. All right, take care. Austin Reed of the Fruit of Mama Wildcats, our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week. All right, coming up next hour, talk more about uh, the action from last night for both uh, Fruit of Monument and Central. We'll have that coming up for you. Is, uh, also, I don't think we announced a winner yet. We have not, no. You want to go ahead and do that real quick? Yeah. Oops, actually, I will do that real quick. And then you are. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network. Last Rocky to go back-to-back leadoff spot on road opening days, Charlie Blackman, correctly named by Mike Jones. Good job, Mike. Way to go. We'll take a break. We'll come back with Hour 3 on the Team Sports Network. 